What in the world? Schmidt! Come in here! Fast! Help! SOS! I need help! What's wrong? What do you see? Um... I don't... What do you see? A, a cucumber? And? Nothing. Very interesting. Sir? What do you think it means? I don't... There's nothing else here. No dressing, no dip, no other food. I don't know what it means. Does your wife pack your lunch? What well, if I packed it, I would know what it meant. Would I not, Schmidt? Good point. Let me look it up. <gasps> nice. That's why I like you, Schmidt. You've got gumption. Thank you, sir. It says here you'll get about 4% of your daily potassium, 3% of your daily fiber, and 4% of your daily vitamin C. They also provide small amounts of vitamin K, vitamin C, magnesium, potassium, manganese, and vitamin A. And it only contains 15 calories. 16 if the skin is on. What are all those words you just said? Which? Potassium, vitamin. Those are vitamins and minerals, sir. Vitamin They help prolong life, keep your body healthy. But what does it mean? I don't know, sir. Obviously, my wife has picked up some kind of sadistic tendencies. What do you mean? Focus, focus, focus. What the hell am I supposed to do with this damned cucumber? Use the internet to find uses of a cucumber. First hit, you can eat it, sir. Eat it with what? Second hit, likely inappropriate for our work setting. Hmm? Oh, interesting. Save that hit on a sticky note for me. Maybe she wants you to live longer? We need to get back to being serious here, Schmidt. Sorry, sir. Maybe it's symbolic of something. Like maybe the cucumber represents something. Like what? Like something she is missing from your relationship. Like maybe she needs more intimacy. Oh. Or maybe the cucumber is a representation of newness. Freshness. We've been married 30 years. What can she possibly want that is new? I don't know, sir. <gasps> Probably a new husband. Could this be the sign that she wants a divorce? I haven't been the most attentive and loving husband over the years. Surely she noticed that time I checked out the waitress at the pub. <gasps> oh, dear Lord, Schmidt, I flat out ignored her stories for years because I couldn't focus on what she was saying after long days of work. <gasps> this one time, I got her a birthday present. It was this beautiful lace blouse. I forgot to check the size on it, and I brought an extra large. That's it. She remembers that night, and she wants to torture me. Oh, I deserve this. My God, Schmidt, this is the end. The end of everything I have worked for in my life and my marriage. This is what she wants. I deserve all the pain and torture and filth and shit and hurt and pain and torture and filth and Sir, shit. Sir, surely it can't be as bad as all that. Oh, it is, Schmidt. It is. The end is nigh. It is the end of days. Cue the organ grinder. Fine, Cucumber. You win. Tell my wife she wins. Schmidt, call my lawyer. Yes, sir. No, wait, there's no time. Start dictation. On this day, the, um, what day is it? The, the 16th, sir. I need a pen. Good, Schmidt, you are killing me. You and my wife. Go oh, the horror. I found a pen, sir. Good, Schmidt. Good man. I like you, Schmidt. Dictation. The 16th of November. 
I, Alistair Marshall, learned of my wife's displeasure with me. She signaled to me about her wishes to terminate our marriage through the brilliant and artistic use of giving me a cucumber in my lunch. I'm sorry, sir. That's okay, Schmidt. Draft it. Sure. Damn you, cucumber! Hey, it's me. I, um, look, I, I let myself into your apartment today while you're at work. I used my key. Don't know if you remember, I had one made, and, well, I didn't think you'd mind, so I let myself in. I slept a couple hours on your bed with, get this, your sweatshirt over my face. God, the smell of you made me dizzy. I love your smell. And your apartment. Your place always feels like home to me. Your clothes on the chair, your gear all over the place. Oh, hey, I noticed two coffee cups in the sink, yeah? Uh, you have company last night? A little one-nighter with some slut? That's okay, that's okay, I get it. Who, who was the whore? Some inked-up gang bitch who's fucked every boy at the bar? Was it Stephanie? My so-called friend Stephanie? The lipstick on the cup was her color, yeah? That little slut. Just so you know, she has an STD, so maybe get yourself checked. Oh, and don't be freaked out when you look in your toilet. I left you some proof that I'm not pregnant. I know I said I was, but I'm not. So we can start fresh. Call me, please. What? Away. Yes, away. Well, I can't do much writing with... S okay, S stop. No, stop talking. Yes. A coffee shop. It's empty, why? No. No. Fine. You fucking win. I will fucking... Fuck. Well? What? You told me to come back. So I came back. I didn't tell you to come back. Oh, you're serious. What was that shit on the phone then? I just didn't want you there. I didn't tell you to come home. Everything. Everything is a goddamn game for you. Games? No, no, I don't play games. Well, you're just being a pain in the ass on purpose then. On purpose? Let's talk about on Jesus purpose. Jesus fucking Christ. Did you or did you not do that on purpose? I thought purpose? we were done having this conversation already. No, no, we were never done. I just let you live in your own world of pretend. You were satisfied with the answers and I never was. <laughs> hey, guess what? I really appreciate that you disrupted my inspiration on the novel writing. <laughs> A real pain. 
page turner. Good follow up to that number one bestseller you sold before. So fucking glad you quit your job to be this amazing writer. Oh, I didn't think you knew the meaning of the word job. How's your job working out for you? How dare you? You know my yeah, resume. Yeah, your fucking resume sucks. Kids with no fucking resume can get a goddamn job. People who can't even speak English can get a goddamn job. But you, are you even going to these interviews? Of course I am. Where else do you think I would be going? You know, it's hard to tell with you these days. You can't get work and you acknowledge that your resume sucks, but you still go out looking. What are you implying? I'm not implying anything. The better question is, why are you so defensive? Give me a fucking break. You're a writer. Not a very good one, but you know what subtext is. Well, newsflash. I know what fucking subtext is too. Subtext. In one sentence. Yeah, you're right. You aren't that good enough of a writer to have subtext in one sentence. <sighs> I can't, I can't wait to sell some books so you can leech off of them. No. I will let you keep the money so you can take writing lessons. Maybe take one of those seminars in Banff you keep going on and on about. Take the weekend, spend our money on your stupid fucking dream! Maybe I will! Maybe I'll take the whole weekend! Is that how long you need to see Jared? I... 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 I don't know oh, who you oh, are. Oh, no, 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 no. Dresser drawer, bottom shelf, tape recorder. Oh, you're, you're really selling it there. Oh, there he is. There's Don Juan. Oh, he sounds dreamy. Is that the car that has been following me for weeks? <laughs> yeah, Richard. Best of thousand bucks I ever spent. You spent a thousand dollars of our money to spy on me. Wow. That, wow. Where did you get a thousand dollars? Should I push play on that tape again? Because I really don't feel yes. like what I'm saying. I fucked him. I fucked him. He never once fucked me. I always fucked him. Nothing bothers you about that. I wish we did it more. His dick is so... Okay, 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 okay. Well, I... I guess we should just get the papers then. Please. Papers? I don't have a fucking job. Thanks for handing me half your stuff. Checkmate, loser. Yeah, well, at this point in time, I really don't give a fuck what I give you. I'd sooner drive my car off a bridge. Spoken like a failed rider. All right, enough, okay, enough. Not one more goddamn word. When did you become so unhappy with me? You shouldn't ask questions that you don't want the answers to. I have never wanted to know something more in my life. I want to know the answer to this more than I wanted to see a woman naked when I was 14. I want the answer to this more than I want to sell a fucking book. I told you I loved you after your father died. 
It took you two weeks to say it back. That was the day I knew I wasn't number one in your life anymore. I was dealing with my father's death. For better or for worse. You said those words. We said those words together. They meant everything to me. You meant everything to me. Saying those words with me meant more to me than life itself. I was giving you everything when your father passed. I gave you space. I comforted you. I went to the funeral home to grab his ashes for you when you were too upset to get out of bed. You slipped into a dark depression and I was there for you no matter what. I never questioned or doubted any of my actions and what did I get in return? Forgotten. In my own marriage. Forgotten. I didn't say it, but I was grieving. You were grieving without me. Everything I was to you, it was forgotten about. It wasn't for a split second, it wasn't an oops. Two weeks of me saying I loved you before you said it back. Do you know how long it took to get response from you after I said it on the 14th day? I don't know. Four minutes. It took you two weeks and four minutes after I said I love you to remember that you were married to me. I don't expect to envelop your thoughts every second of every day, but two weeks without once thinking about me crushed everything. But, but why cheat on me? Why do that? I don't know. I met him at yoga. Every day I would see him and he went out of his way to talk to me. Everything I needed from you, he was giving me. When it happened once, I felt immense pressure leave my body. I was no longer weighted down by the obvious absence of your heart. Then the euphoria I felt when we first fell in love. It overcame me. So what do we do now? That's your decision. Not mine. What do you want to tell the kids? I, I honestly don't even know what to tell myself right now. Please. Don't drive your car off a bridge. Hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm staring at my window. God, that is such an insane, gorgeous view. How is the city doing? D dispassionate and frantic accidental hmm one of those days huh dispassionate and frantic are contradictions by the way just saying as is life good point did you enjoy yourself last night yeah it was it was fun big time actually mm -hmm. um every guy's fantasy right <laughs> you i loved it 
I'm so glad we hired a professional. Lydia was incredible. I felt lost at times. I'm glad she took over. You left early this morning. Were you upset? No, 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 not at all. I just, just lost to do, and I didn't want to start the whole thing up again. So, uh, Lydia went down on me after we had coffee. This morning? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how was it? She did me in the kitchen with my feet up on the table. <laughs> well, breakfast at our house will never be the same. Did you like it? Hard not to like orgasms, especially when they're served with coffee and honey on toast. But it's more fun when you're here. I like men. I like you. I, um, I, I fucked Lydia while you were asleep. I haven't come twice in a night since high school. I know. I watched you two on the sly. I pretended to be asleep. It was so hot. <laughs> really? Oh, I tried to be quiet. You okay with that? What, that you two had a private little bump? Sure. I liked watching you fuck her. She came so hard. It felt sort of out of bounds. Like, you asleep, uh, us sliding all over each other. No, no, no worries. Naughty's a turn-on. I get it. Why is that? Why is cheating so fucking arousing? You know my friend Dahlia? She had sex with another man, like not her husband, 20 minutes before she said, I do. She was in her wedding dress and everything. She still doesn't know why she did it. Wow. Well, who was it? I mean, I was there for her wedding. <laughs> That's so hot and so disturbing. She ever tell Herbie? Nope. She fucked the best man's younger brother. Not sure he was even legal. She'd never met him before and says she'll never see him again. She's been faithful, like what, three years? I think she's looking around, though. Please don't get any bright ideas. About Dahlia, I mean, you and I and sometimes Lydia, it's enough for me right now. I'm thinking two guys next time we get radical. You okay with that? Two men fighting over you? Is that the fantasy? More like a warrior queen with sex slaves. Oh. What time are you home tonight? Hey, it's me. Jesus, I think about you all day. Sometimes, sometimes I think I see you, like across the street. And yesterday I ran through traffic. It was a stupid thing to do, but I was sure it was you. And a cab grazed me, kind of bumped me, so no big deal. Just, just a bruised hip and a bit of a sore shoulder. The doctor said nothing broken. The painkillers help. I can still walk. So I can, I can meet you. Call me whenever you feel like it. Even in the middle of the night. Call me. My name is Carl. I'm listening. Hi, Carl. Hi. Do I have to say my name or anything? No, no, not at all. Everything, everything you say here is strictly confidential. So how can we help? I'm not even sure where to begin. I bet everybody says that, don't they? The best way to start is to just start talking. I have plenty of time, so go at your own pace. Okay. Well, uh, I have this unique relationship. Some might call it an odd relationship with a man. And I've never told anyone about it. Not one other person. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. 
And remember, there's no judgment here. Share what you're comfortable with, and we'll try and answer any questions you might have. Thanks. Well, this man and I, we've been watching each other for a long time. If you can believe it, five years. And we've never spoken a word to each other. That's weird, right? When you say watching each other, I'm not sure I know what you mean. Well, our apartments face each other, and our windows line up perfectly. Like, my living room window is across from his. My bedroom window lines up directly with his. And, well, we watch each other from inside our apartments. He started watching me first. I didn't even know he was there. His apartment was always dark, and I never saw him during the day. I thought the apartment was empty. I only figured it out when I was getting undressed one night and I saw his phone light up for a second. It scared the shit out of me, like the shadow of his face. Like, it really scared me. I crawled into bed literally shaking, but as I laid there, I thought about it. I was excited. I was turned on by the thought of this man watching me. So, after a few minutes of just lying in the dark, I got out of bed naked turned on all the lights, and I walked around my apartment until I finally, well, I did it. You did what? I played with myself. I positioned my big chair so he could watch me, and I jerked off. Only took me like two minutes to come. I was on fire. And did he watch you? Yeah, I know he did, because as I was touching myself, I could see him. He was all shadowy, but I could see him. What was he doing? The exact same thing. He was standing naked in his bedroom, and he was jerking off too. It was amazing. We made eye contact and just stared at each other the whole time we did it. And suddenly he has an orgasm, like, out of the blue. He ejaculates all over his window. And I have the most powerful orgasm of my life. Like, I couldn't even stand up after. It sounds intense and, uh, well, extremely pleasurable. It was. And the next morning, uh, while I'm making coffee, I see him sitting at his kitchen table. So weird, because I just, I don't think I expected him to be right there, you know, like acting normal or sort of normal. But yeah, there he was, freshly showered on his laptop, and he looked up and made direct eye contact with me again. Then he smiled, and after that, I kind of became obsessed with him. So almost every day in different rooms and at different times, we do this mutual masturbation thing where one of us would tease the other and the other person would get off. And the more we did it, the more experimental we got. Uh, how so? I mean, it's crazy the way our two apartments line up so perfectly. It's almost as if we live together. I'd be in my kitchen making breakfast and I'd see him sitting at his kitchen table. So I'd put on a little show for him, you know, strip tease, vegetable play, I'd strut around in just my thong and high heels and and he does some wild shit, too. Like, he can get an erection without touching himself. Can all guys do that? Some men can achieve an erection with just a visual. Some men can orgasm with no physical contact at all. It's unusual, but not unheard of. So he's standing naked in his kitchen one morning, and bingo, he pops an erection. It's a look em on, no hands kind of thing. And I can see he's reading from his big Bible while he's hard standing naked in his kitchen. And he's not touching himself at all, but I can see his heart on bouncing up and down like it's twitching. But he keeps reading and all of a sudden he stops, 
closes his eyes, makes the sign of the cross, and he just ejaculates all over his kitchen table. He never touched himself once. Everybody has triggers. Um, sounds like he's had some heavy-duty religious instruction. Mm. Well, and that was only the start of the wild stuff. I mean, after that, we took it up a whole other notch. Oh, so what happened? Well, this one time, uh, oh God, I was so nervous. I blew the pizza delivery guy just so my guy could watch. I brought two guys home from the bar and that just went on for hours. I've dressed up as a nun. I put fake casts on my legs, like pretended to have two broken legs. I peed on the window. And this was weird. I let the neighbor's dog lick me. So did he do similar things? Oh, hell yeah. I've watched him do everything. He lets me watch him fuck his new girlfriends and he's had a lot, like about 30 in the last few years. He always has sex with a new girlfriend doggy style on his couch. And I know he does it there so I can watch him. <sighs> and then one day, things changed. He does a workout routine in his living room. I thought at first he was role playing, but after he worked out, he took a shower and left. No sex for the first time. Did you think things were over? No, <laughs> not at all, the opposite. I knew he wanted us to get to know each other better. It was like he wanted to know more about me, not just stare at my naked ass all the time. So what did you do? I just lived my life with him watching. And he lived his. There was still plenty of sex, but one night he sat in his chair and watched me paint. We've developed a code. If, if he sits in the big armchair with his arms crossed, it means he just wants to watch me do normal stuff. If I sit down in mine with a cup of tea, it means the same thing for me. What kind of normal things does he do? Well, I used to think he's a public speaker of some kind because he often rehearses his speeches. I could see him reading from an iPad and flailing his arms like he's giving a speech. Um, he cooks sometimes. He has this one couple over and they play charades for hours. That's so kind of fun. And he irons everything, like all of his clothes, even his socks and underwear. But I'm curious, what prompted today's call? Well, three days ago, he sat in his big chair and he cried for about an hour. It was the most heartbreaking thing I have ever seen. I've never seen a man cry before, and it was intense. But I could see him shaking. I could see him wipe the tears. It was totally overwhelming. I cried too, it was hard to watch, and I, you know, I just wanted to comfort him. Then this morning, he gets up early like 6 a.m., and he puts on a black suit, and he leaves. I'm thinking, funeral. That's why he's so upset. So I decided to follow him. He takes the subway, so it was easy. I put on a headscarf, dark glasses, and I followed him. We got off the subway near the end of the line, and he goes into a handicap washroom, which I thought was strange. But then he comes out, and he's dressed as a priest. Like a real priest. I mean, I was raised Roman Catholic and abused Roman Catholic, so I know priests. Anyway, there he is, my guy in full dress, the collar and the rosary and everything. So what did you do? I was stunned, but I followed him to this little Catholic church. 
I had to keep ducking into doorways and hiding behind trucks. I, I even bought a bouquet thing of flowers so I could hide my face. Um, I stood outside for about an hour and then I went in and I confessed to him. I knew he couldn't see me, so I confessed to a bunch of made-up stuff. It was all so unreal, you know, to hear his voice. It was beautiful. Did he recognize you? No, I don't think so. I kept my scarf and glasses on, plus you can't really see through the partition. And now he's asked me to come back to the church Friday night for counseling. Are you going to go? I want to, but I, I don't want him to know it's me. So, what are you going to do? I have a theater friend. <laughs> She has this whole side thing where she disguises witnesses. Like, she says an hour with her and no one will recognize me. Why do you think you're attracted to this type of relationship? Oh, it's the deception, for sure. Like, I know I'm getting away with something, you know, and I, I love that no one knows about us, about, about him and me. We have this beautiful secret relationship and I absolutely love that I don't know what's going to happen next. Can you see him now? Can you see him while we're talking? Oh, shit, yeah. He's right there. He's ironing. Bed sheets, I think. Loves to iron. Go figure. Do you, do you think I'm crazy? I just, I don't want any of this to end. Well, are your actions hurting anyone? I don't think so. Are you happy? Yeah. Really happy. Then there's your answer. Thanks for listening. I'll probably call again. Call whenever you like. Good night.